Good morning to all of you, my brothers and my sisters. I am so grateful that you would join us here at the Refuge Church's online campus. I'm Pastor Jeremy Upton, and I'm so excited. David said in the Bible that he had made up in his mind to enter into God's gates with thanksgiving and into God's courts with praise. And so I invite you, let's prepare our minds and our hearts to enter into the presence of God with thanksgiving and praise in our hearts as we take it up higher in this worship experience. Let us pray. Father, we want to thank you. We want to glorify you. We give you all the praise. You are El Shaddai, Elohim, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nishi. God, we can't thank you enough for all that you do for us day in and day out. So, Father, we give you our hallelujah. We give you our praise, Lord God. Jesus, we thank you, our personal Lord and Savior who died on the cross, shed blood for us, conquered death, hell, and the grave, rose with all power in your hands so that we may be reconciled to our Father and now sit on his right hand and intercede for us. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. And Father, as always, I want to thank you for your spirit. So Lord God, we thank you for this day that we've come together to worship you, to praise you, to give you honor and to give you glory. Father, open our hearts, open our minds, open our spirits to receive what our pastor has for us today so that we can grow to be more like Christ, so that we can be more effective in our ministry for you, so we can be the disciples you've called us to be. So Father, we we set ourselves aside, hearts open, minds open, to download into us all that you would have for us today. And we thank you and we glorify you and we ask you to just use us, use us daily, Father, for your glory, for your glory, not ours. In Jesus' name we do pray, Father. Amen. Welcome to Refuse Church, a safe place where people can grow one step closer to Jesus Christ every day. We are biblical, balanced, and beneficial in everything that we do. We are Christ-centered, Bible-based, spirit-filled, and kingdom-oriented. We are built for this. This is the part of our service where we pass the peace. This is where we virtually show the love of Christ to you, our guests, our friends, family, and partners. So take this time out to like us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or even leave an encouraging word in the comment section below. So Refuge family, let's pass the peace.
Good morning. This morning, I want to talk about how to handle what's next. How to handle what's next. We've been dealing with a lot in our culture and in our country about all of the things that's going on and all of the different reports, whether it's from politicians or from scientists and experts. Uh, how do we reopen our economy? How do we re-engage? Are we going to be able to get back to that thing called normal as if there is such a thing? Even this whole uh, stuff, the, the thing that's blown up in terms of the cultural wars over whether or not to wear masks. It's, it's confusing. It's a lot going on. It's a lot that doesn't even make sense. But the question becomes for us, how do we as believers, how do we approach all of these unknowns, all of the stuff that is being thrown at us and all the decisions that we're going to have to make in the days to come? Well, listen, again, I believe that the Word of God has everything that we need to handle life and godliness. Uh, and I, I suggest to us that godly wisdom usually conforms to a biblical paradigm. If you don't know what to do, if you want to operate in God's wisdom, normally how to do that is found in some aspect. It's couched in some biblical paradigm or some biblical story. Uh, some of you may remember that at the beginning of all of this, uh, when we first started talking about going into shelter in place and safety in place kind of orders, you may remember that we talked about uh, using the story of Noah and the ark out of Genesis 6. You can even reference that uh, message that I taught on the ark of safety. Uh, in essence, God says to Noah and to his family, listen, some bad stuff is coming. Uh, it's going to take out some people. And so I want you and your family to self-quarantine in the ark. Uh, remember that we looked at the fact that Noah and his family, for them, uh, operating in that self-quarantine and going into that ark was actually an act of faith, not of fear or not of cowardice, because Hebrews 11 even says it was by faith that Noah entered the ark. So for us, let's look at that paradigm, that biblical story, and let's keep using it so that we can figure out how do we handle ourselves in this time when some are saying that the danger is over and we ought to know how to be able to handle and flux and flow with all of this that is going on. So let's go back and let's look at Genesis chapter 7, uh, right around verse 11. Noah, notice that the Bible says that Noah was 600 years old, that uh, the flood started on the 17th day of the second month of him being 600 years old. Now, it wasn't just the rain from the sky, but the Bible says the, the groundwater, the, the, even the, the, the seas and the, and the oceans all erupted. And the Bible says that it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. Now, uh, for everybody who was in Sunday school like I was, remember we thought that the flood was 40 days and 40 nights, but that's just how long it rained. Matter of fact, in chapter 7, verse 24 of Genesis, the Bible says that even after that 40 days of rain stopped, the earth was covered with the flood for 150 days. So as Noah and his family goes into this ark, this is not a short-term shelter in safety kind of a situation. It rained for a month and 10 days, and there was so much water on the earth, it took five months for the water just to begin to recede. Now, check this out. This biblical paradigm that we're looking at, and therefore godly wisdom, as we, as we unpack this, as we uncover it, we'll discover that godly wisdom would point more toward a gradual and more cautious approach to re-engagement after a crisis.
The, the crisis came and Noah and his family were quarantined, but they didn't just rush back out. Matter of fact, it took uh, five months for the water to begin to recede. Then in chapter 8, verse 3, notice that it was uh, that 150-day time frame. And then the Bible says that, that the boat came to rest, the ark came to rest on a mountain called Ararat. Now, Ararat is in the Caucasus Mountains in modern-day Turkey. And Mount Ararat itself is just shy of 17,000 feet above sea level. Think about how much water that was from that 40 days and 40 nights of rain coming down and water coming from the earth itself, that it took 150 days after the rain stopped just to rest at 17,000 feet. <laughs> that, that was a lot of water. And so this was a time frame of waiting and checking things to see what was going to happen. The Bible says in chapter 8, verse 5, that it even after it came to rest, Two and a half months later, the waters were going down to the point that Noah could see other mountains off in the distance. At this point, it would have been eight months being in the ark before mountains could even be seen. You and I are arguing and upset about having to be stuck in place for about eight weeks. Can you imagine eight months? Why did it take so long? I believe that God is, is trying to teach us something, even in this time frame of how long these things are taking. Look at what Psalm 37 verse 7 says, Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for Him to act. In this story, Noah is teaching us that when God puts us in that place, we can't rush back because we got to be still and we have to learn how to be patient and wait on what God is going to do. Now watch what happens next in the story. In, in, in chapter 8, verse 6 through verse 12, there's this series of things that happens that Noah, uh, he opens the window of the boat. Remember, there's only one window and it was in the top. And he goes and he takes some birds. He takes a raven and he takes a pigeon. Your Bible might say dove. There's no such animal as a dove. It's just a white pigeon. He takes these two birds and he sends them out to see if they will be able to find somewhere to land and rest because that would give him a scientific clue that there is the capability that the water is receding and the birds had somewhere to nest and to rest. But the Bible says the birds come back. So Noah waits a whole week before he tries it again. He sends out another, another pigeon and he sends the pigeon out and eventually the pigeon comes back and it has an olive branch in its beak. That means that not only are there trees, but they're beginning to flower. They're beginning to bud. They have leaves on them. But the bird came back, so there was no place yet that was still not covered by water or mud. So then he waits another seven days and he releases the dove and this time the dove does not come back. Now I want you to notice what happens in this, in this paradigm. The Bible says that it was through the window, right? That Noah interacted with the outside and the externals in order to see what the conditions were and if it was safe yet. Watch this. He didn't look for guidance from the news, but through his ability to look up, his ability to interact with God, he combined that with what the scientific experiments were telling him as it relates to whether it was time or not to move. That's why the Bible says in Jeremiah 33 and 3, God says, call to me, ask me and I will show you great and mighty things which you don't even know about. God wants to show us stuff, but we can only, as we interact with Him, 
And as we filter what we see scientifically through our relationship with him, will real wisdom be revealed? Now, now check this out. Watch what happens. Then the Bible says that Noah combined what he gleaned from his scientific experiments with this spiritual interaction with, with, with what he had with the Lord. So watch this. Noah was able to develop some signposts. He was able to discover some, some things that he needed to see scientifically that he could then interpret through his relationship with God to know when it was going to be safe for him and his family. Can I declare to you that I know there's a lot of folks with their ideas of what should happen and what ought to happen, but each person has to determine for her or himself what the signposts for you are going to be to know that it's safe to then interact with what used to be a crisis situation, whether that's CDC guidelines. For some, it might be needing to see 14 days of decline in disease, new cases. Maybe for some, it, it might even need to be waiting until there's an, a vaccine available or adequate testing. You and you alone in your relationship with God have to determine what's gonna work for you and for your family. But now watch this. Genesis chapter 8, verse 13, the Bible says that Noah was now 601 years old. And on the first day of the new year, 10 and a half months after the flood began, then the waters had almost dried up from the earth. It still wasn't time yet. God wanted Noah to take his time and to go slowly with this. And you and I have to set in our minds, we cannot get discouraged or disheartened or duped into wanting to break out of the safety that God has us in just because we're tired of being where we are. Galatians 6 and 9 says it like this, and I love how the King James Version says it, and let us not get weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap. If we don't faint, if we don't get sick and tired of where we are, we're going to reap, but in the meantime, we can't get weary of well-doing. So now watch this. Now, one more thing I want you to see. Uh, it, it's right there in Genesis chapter 8, verse 13. Now remember I told you that there was only one door in the ark. In the New Living Translation, it refers to it as the covering. So now watch this. As Noah is interacting with the outside, he still had the covering in place. The door was still closed. There, he, there was still a barrier between him and where the danger was. That, that even though he was interacting with outside, he still had the covering in place. I don't know if somebody's gonna get that. I don't know what else I have to do to help you understand, but I'm gonna leave it right there at that. Now watch this. Verse 14, two more months go by, and at last the earth was dry. Then God said to Noah, leave the boat, everybody, you, your, your family, all of the animals, everybody. So in verse 18, Noah and his sons and their wives left the boat. Notice that Noah did not leave based on what he saw, but based on who he heard. You and I can't move faster than the voice of God. When the voice of God allowed him to know and understand, now you've put together the science, you, you've taken your time, you've, you've waited patiently on me. Now I'm giving you the go ahead that the danger is past, the mud is dried, the things that will catch you up are, are no longer an issue. Now you can go. When he knew, when Noah knew that he heard the voice of the Lord, then 
and only then did he leave the ark of safety. But notice this, when they left the ark, they left to develop and to start on a new normal. They didn't try to go back because there was no going back. You can't go back to what was. When God releases us from this thing, we will be released into a new normal, a new understanding, a new season, a, a new aspect of what God wants to do in and through our lives. So you watch this. Using this biblical paradigm can give us some insight into how we can apply godly wisdom to our current situation. Not to get, not to move too fast, not, not to listen to every voice, but how do we filter all of that through our relationship with God so that when God is ready, when God is ready for the coverings to be removed, then we can move out into the new things that God wants to do with us and for us. How do we handle what, what's next? We use our relationship with God we use science, we use the, a slow approach, waiting patiently on God. And when God is ready for us to remove the coverings, we'll get the confirmation, we'll get the notice. He will speak to us. He, when we call to Him, He'll answer us with great and mighty things that we didn't know before. And we'll be able to move into the new things and the new step and the new season and the new normal that God wants us to create. Can I pray for us? Father, we thank you. We bless you for this story, uh, this paradigm, the, the, the life and the, the aspects of what Noah and his family had to endure and go through by waiting patiently on you. I pray that you would give us that same capability to not move too fast, to not, to not walk according to our own understanding, but in all our ways to lean into and to acknowledge you so that you can direct our paths in your timing in your pace, with your peace, so that when we walk into this new normal that you have for us, we'll be able to do so with joy. Lord, we love you. We bless you. We thank you for your word. Thank you for its portability and its practicality to our lives. And may we walk in godly wisdom because of what you have shown us from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, I hope God used this something in this message to speak to you. How do you handle next? Trust Him. Filter everything through your relationship with Him. And when God is ready, you'll hear His voice. Good morning, Refuge family. If I seem more alive and excited today, it's because I got to see so many of you yesterday at the Brookwood Gardens Nursing Home. I got some announcements for you. First and foremost, as promised last week, we do have our very first Power Generation broadcast available for you. Now, if you don't know what that is, because it's the first time you've heard that term, it's what we're calling our new children's ministry. So in the link in the description of this video, whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, as a matter of fact, we're going to drop it in the comments of both right now. You should be able to find all of those resources together in the same place for our children to be discipled in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Secondly, one of the things that's kept my spirits lifted and kept me motivated during this time is hearing how God has continued to bless you all during this time of uncertainty and social and physical distancing. So if you have a testimony about how God is working in your life right now, we want to hear about it. Some of y'all been doing more preaching than me recently, and I love it. I'm here for it. Reach out to us at one of these methods right here, and we want to find out how God has blessed you so that we can celebrate with you. One of the places we've been hearing some of those praise reports and prayer requests is in our Facebook community group. 
So if you haven't already, I want you to take a few moments right now to go ahead and join that Facebook community group and join us in community. Are you somebody who's been watching these services? You thought you wanna be a part of this, but never really knew how to do it? If that's you, I want you to text the word partner to the number on the screen right now and we're going to contact you and let you know exactly how you can join up with what god is doing right here in the refuge church finally there's only so much that we can accomplish on a sunday morning so i want to invite encourage and challenge you to join us on wednesday evening at 7 30 for kingdom seekers bible study right now we're immersed in a lesson about enhancing your prayer life and if you don't need that, I know I certainly do because I'm guilty sometimes of talking more about God than I talk to him. So I've been tuning in and being blessed each and every Wednesday. And I invite you to join us to do the same right here on YouTube or Facebook each and every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Now, before I pass it over to Pastor for Offering, I wanna show you a really quick video about how your offerings and your tithes have been blessing our community. So check this out. Hey guys, how y'all doing, man? It's Elder Trey here. Um, outside of Healthy Kitchen 33, about to pick up some meals to go ahead and bless the staff at the Brookwood Gardens Nursing Home. Definitely will. That's why we're taking pictures, walking to know that um, their giving is going to a good cause. Yes, it is. And their prayers are working because we have no cases. Yes. No cases. Yes. Yes. That's beautiful. Awesome. That's beautiful. So we're going to continue our preventive measures. Good stuff. Okay. And we will keep checking back in on you guys through this and just seeing what you need and what your staff needs so that we can minister to you guys. So dump that off. We got another Carlo coming. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Amen. Well, listen, I pray that God has said something, done something, something was sung, something was said that was a blessing to you during this worship experience. And I'm going to ask that all partners, all regular attenders, you know what the expectations are of us, that we would give back to God, that we would sow back into the kingdom of God. Listen, it's because of your faithful giving that we've been able to be a blessing to our community. We've been a blessing to partners who have are struggling financially during this time. It's only because you have been faithful to obey God that we have been able to in turn be a blessing. We talk about we're blessed to be a blessing. And so I thank you refuge partners and attenders that help us do that. But even if you're not a regular attender, this is the time where you can sow back into the kingdom of God. As you can see right here, there's four different ways that you can give, four different ways that you can participate in sowing back into the kingdom of God. And we ask that you would do that and take a moment uh, right now, just pull out your phones, pull out uh, your devices, whatever you need to be able to do and prepare yourself to give in these next few moments. Well, praise God. I believe that we have done all that God has asked and required of us to do. And so I just want to pray over us as we prepare to move into this new week of what God wants to do in our lives. Everybody bow your heads. Father, we thank you. We bless you in the name of Jesus for your word. Thank you for its practicality. Thank you that we can walk in wisdom because of what your word says and the advice that it gives. Now, God, I pray as you instructed the priest to pray over the people of God, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his countenance to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his face with favor on you and may the Lord give you peace. I thank you, Lord God, that there's no matter where we can go, we will never, ever, ever be able to depart from your presence. So cover us, keep us, we pray in Jesus name. Amen. Have a great week. May the favor of God be upon you. I love you and there's nothing that you can do about it.